0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome. I I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I feel like every time I'm the head barista for a coffee break, there's some kind of drinking holiday involved. The last time it was March Madness. Today at Cinco de Mayo, so, so no judgment if you have tequila in your mug. That's, you know, this is a judgment-free zone. Uh, today, um, I, I've been, uh, you know, I requested that our, our fabulous business development team uh, join us, um, but what I'm really looking forward to today is a lot of audience participation, because our, our topic today is, is really kind of going through what are, what are some of the tough challenges and tough conversations that advisors are facing right now with just the way the markets have, have kind of performed year-to-date uh, especially in the bond markets, uh, but you know, obviously the volatility in the stock market, both domestic and globally. Um, and I know there's a lot of tough conversations that you're probably having as advisors. I know because I'm having these conversations with my clients. Uh, some have been certainly tougher than others. And so what we thought we'd do today is, is really talk about um, how do you bring these conversations back to the value of bucket planning, um, especially that soon bucket? Because um, I know that a lot of you over the last few years, and I'm looking at you also, Greg Hammer, uh, you you haven't always used fixed income alternatives in that that Zoom bucket, right? A lot of clients maybe maybe they were against annuities or just just had some biases, and so you plug them into that that you know fixed income zero one hundred fixed income portfolio or twenty eighty fixed income uh, portfolio. And now you're seeing that, that those portfolios, actually the DFA ones have done very well. Thank you, Panko, for that information earlier. Uh, but a lot of the longer duration bond portfolios are really down. And so um, what I wanted to, to do is from an audience participation standpoint, is, is throw it out to, to all of you. Um, you know, for some of you, you've been doing bucket planning for a very long time, Greg Hammer. Uh, for some of you, you are new to this game. And, and so you're still probably transitioning a lot of your clients to the bucket plan concept in the now soon and later bucket. Uh, so I'd love to hear maybe some of the challenges you're having, especially in this market environment. Uh, and then just uh, we'll open it up, uh, you know, open up the lines. I'm mute, you can throw it in chat. Uh, if I don't get any participation, I'm gonna call on the business development team and make them share stories. Uh, so just, just warning you up You know, up front, that's what's gonna happen. Um, but I thought I'd start with a personal story because this just, just happened to me or, uh, last week, it was late last week. Um, where uh, as many of you know, I've been using uh, Cabana primarily as one of our money managers, um, you know, with a with a design of, of trying to keep a, a drawdown, a drawdown event for Cabana, not our drawdown of the bucket plan, but a drawdown event for Cabana is making sure that, that the portfolio doesn't decline more than a certain percentage from peak to trough. Uh, unfortunately, that portfolio's got whipsawed a little bit in March, and then again, in April, and they broke their drawdown target. So uh, we have several portfolios that are down 12, 13% year to date, and, and some clients that are, you know, cer- are certainly concerned. Uh, and so, you know, the conversations that I've been having is really drawing back to the bucket plan. And, you know, while I, I haven't been doing bu- the bucket plan as long as maybe Hammer and certainly uh, Dave Allison, um, you know, I, I just think it is it, absolutely been critical for us in terms of how to have conversations and how to frame conversations with our clients because I'm always bringing it back to let's start with what's in your now bucket. Is that enough? Do you have enough money now in your now bucket for all your planned expenses? Uh, Do you have all your liquidity needs taken care of? Do you have anything we haven't discussed that you have upcoming that you need to spend money on? Let's make sure your now bucket is properly funded. And then I transition to that soon bucket. And for almost all of our clients, not all, but almost all of our clients, that soon bucket is heavily funded with annuities. And I'm bringing it back to all of the income that they're either drawing or planning to draw is not been affected by any of the market volatility this year. And that's where I say the soon bucket is really kind of saving our bacon right now, uh, because we are able to point to the fact that, you know, that the money that's being exposed to this volatility is, is primarily over in that later bucket. And in most cases, they're not going to need to touch it for, for 10, 12, 13, 15 years into the future. And so that short-term volatility, uh, you know, once we kind of reframe that, it, it's really helpful um, for, for them to understand, again, volatility happens. No one likes losing money, but their, their real key portions of their portfolio are protected either in the now and soon bucket. So um, I'd like to open it up, uh, to Greg Hammer, I know uh, you, you mentioned your you're working on a ten million dollar month. Obviously, you're having lots of conversations with with clients. Uh, do you have any insight and in just kind of how you're using the Zoom bucket? Or is it? I know I know you're very consistent in what you do, uh, but is there anything that you're emphasizing maybe a little bit more in these more volatile times right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously the 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 storyline around the bucket plan is the story. But clients, I think the biggest thing to remember is clients forget that storyline as they get back into their regular routine of life. So one of the things that I would Always suggest in volatile markets, uh, the person that reaches out and makes contact first is going to be the winner, right? So, we made a massive push in the beginning of April. We knew the quarterly statements were not going to look good to get to all of our Ruby and Diamond clients as a broad email to explain some of the challenges briefly in the market and say, We want to come and discuss with them because it accomplishes to me the foundation of that conversation, right? If they're calling you and asking, and you're you're, you're, you're responding to them instead of being proactive, I don't think you get the same type of impact. When we're sitting down and having these reviews with them, our conversation starts off with, man, aren't we glad we set up this soon bucket? Let's talk about what this soon bucket did because they don't know what the soon bucket did unless you explain them. All they see is their values going down, right? And so the, the, the storyline becomes, look, the market indexes and, and 30 years in this industry, and then Dave, you could probably speak a little, I have never seen four months through the year at one point in this year where bond indexes were down more if not as much as equity indexes. I mean, it's, it's that you know, that's an abnormality that I've never seen in 30 years. So I'm guessing most of the folks on this line haven't seen it either. Um, And so while we bring in the context is let's talk about us treasuries being down 11%, man, we're down three. And then I think the biggest aspect that you want to communicate with it is this soon bucket did exactly what we set it up for. And when we set it up, we didn't see the value. Now is where we're going to see the value. And that conversation with that client is under a completely different pretense than if you let them call first. Because they're leaving those appointments thanking us as opposed to saying, is this just the, the, the way that they're trying to respond to appease us? And there's a huge significant difference in that. When I went through the crash of 2008, you know that storyline to me wasn't ingrained in my clients yet because we didn't have these things in place with the philosophy. Now with the philosophy, you know people are they're not we're, we're able to walk them away from the edge of the cliff and they understand, you know, what's going on. And I think the bigger impact that we've had with it is in that same conversation. Look, we know some of your friends, some of your families that are in a similar situation. They have the same concerns. As a valued client of our, our, of our uh, firm, remember, we're gonna offer the opportunity to engage in a phone call with any of those people at no cost or obligation. And it's the old sounding board script that we go to um, through Pareto Systems. So well, having that and just beginning that conversation is the winner, in my point, because we've had those conversations with, I think, all but maybe a very small percentage of our rubies and diamond clients, and, and, and they're leaving feeling really, really good about what their plan is and bringing them back to that plan and reemphasizing. And, you know, the expectations are the biggest things that clients lose sight of, right? All they see is we're bleeding money. Well, hey, look, you, you, your, your wound, has a bit, you know, your wound is, is just a small score compared to some of these people that are just, you know, really don't have the plan, make the mental, emotional mistakes of pulling out because they've seen their portfolios drop 10 15%, and they don't know why, right? Even when they see equities bounce back, they don't understand the challenge in the bond environment. And to that point that you brought up earlier um, about us using a lot of the managed money, we are now having those conversations Hey, we need to think outside the box. This bond environment is going to be rough. And we've begun to introduce those bond alternatives like the OptiBlend. And we've placed you know, over a million of OptiBlend in the last couple of weeks just through those conversations with our bigger clients and tweaking it a little bit and giving them that opportunity of peace of mind. And more importantly, the big message, and I'll, and I'll leave it at that so you can go on to others, is the message of awareness. Your clients want to know that you know there's a problem. They want to know that you're paying attention to what those problems are and that you have a plan for those problems. And that all gravitates around the whole philosophy of the bucket plan philosophy. So that's kind of my quick, rapid answer today.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, it's a couple of things, Greg, that you said that I think are so critical. One is the proactive communication. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is is absolutely key in any, I mean, it's key all the time, but but especially key in, in these market conditions. Um, I also think it's a huge opportunity. I'm glad you brought up the referral process you walked through because there's a huge opportunity to go out and win new business because a lot of people that thought they were pretty smart may not feel as smart uh, today as they did five, six, seven months ago. Uh, so, you know, especially some of those do-it-yourselfers are, are, are getting hit pretty hard as well. Um, and then, you know you, you, um, you know, you tie everything back to, to the bucket plan. And again, I think that's always the, the, the critical thing, um, communicating well and, and tying it all back. Uh, before I move on to some of our other baristas, um, anybody have any other, uh, you know, conversations they're having recently? Successes, uh, difficult conversations that that they've had that they wanted to sh- share with the group. You know, just some, you know, again, this is our, our group of mastermind advisors. I'd love to hear from you if there's specific things that you've had to have conversations with. That you know, as, as Greg mentioned, this is the worst bond market since 1981, 1982. And I, I read just yesterday, it's the worst start to the S&P 500 since World War II. So to say we're in unprecedented times, or at least times that we haven't seen in a long time, would be, would be 100% accurate.
2: I'll add, this is also the best opportunity as advisors that we've had in the last decade. Absolutely. Taking a proactive move in this, is uh, we've been waiting for volatility to, to talk to these other folks. This is the opportunity.
1: I would say the bucket plan was built for this, right? This is what it was built for. Uh, any, any Joe, John, Peter, I'm sorry, I'm picking on you guys. You got your cameras on it. Any conversations you're having with clients that you guys would like to, to share with the group, maybe?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, pipe in here, Kalem. Uh So a couple things. We, you know, I'm I'm in my 40th year of practice, so obviously predate the bucket planning and C2P, et cetera, by probably three decades, something like that. (laughs) Um, But at any rate, we do things a little bit differently and that's just because we've been doing them for so very long. So in terms of how we manage money, literally for every security, everything that trades, doesn't matter whether it's a fund, an ETF, a stock, an individual bond, a bond fund, et cetera, everything has a stop limit, uh, a stop loss price and a limit order on the upside. In other words, we set a range where we're gonna stop uh, and we'll sell them in mass across the entire client base. So if there's a position that hits that stop loss, it gets sold. There's no emotion about it or we're not trying to quote time the market to be back in and back out. Cause most advisors, when you ask them, and I tell clients or prospective clients to do this all the time, ask your advisor what their sell discipline is. All of us have a buy discipline. You need to buy this portfolio, this annuity, you need to diversify in this way but when do we recommend a sell? And part of what's happened in the last couple of years with the pandemic, as you all know, is that tech in particular was bid up to very unreasonable multiples of their earnings. And so you know, as just an example of that, when the average S&P um, stock is trading at 21 times earnings and you have Tesla trading at over 1700 times earnings, you know that's not sustainable or you should know that's not sustainable. So we don't happen to own any Tesla and are very thankful that we haven't owned it over the last couple of years because it's been a very volatile, but it's come down significantly from its pricing a couple of years ago. And that's just one example of those um, positions that have done that. So our clients are, the reason I tell that story is that our clients are very used to us being proactive about managing their assets. And that includes letting people, as Greg just talked about, know everyone who has a bucket plan we're saying we're not hearing anything from them because they know that their now buckets and soon buckets are protected because like you, Calum, the soon bucket is predominantly funded with fixed index annuities and they're not losing a penny. Um, So our phone is not ringing off the hook with panic. And then I literally had one email from a client who, it's always a client who doesn't have much money because that's their nest egg, right? Yeah. Who contacted me to say, oh my God, I've lost this amount. And what should I do? And I sent her a copy of an article. And I said, you should do nothing. And she read the article and she responded, okay, thanks. And that was basically the end of it. My own portfolio right now is down about 12 and a half percent across the board. I'm not losing any sleep about this because we already know, in fact, you know, having practiced this long, the benefit is I could say, I look at a client in the eye and say, name one downturn that's been permanent. And then I shut up and wait. None of them and and i tell them the only thing that would concern me is if we as americans quit consuming it doesn't seem likely it doesn't seem likely and we drive 70% of the gdp in this country so it will come back we've seen it come back countless times it will continue to come back so our phone is not ringing off the hook but we're very proactive, not about how, not only in the way that we manage the money, but in contacting clients. So like you, Greg, we sent out emails. We've probably sent out three or four of them already in the first quarter, or four months of this year saying, here's what's going on, here's our outlook, here are our thoughts, contact us. We frankly don't have time to contact the entire client base on the phone or reach out right. that way. But each of the emails says, if you're concerned, please call, here's the calendar link. You can always get a 20 minute call you know, let us know. And people simply aren't scheduling those calls. They hear from us. They know we're proactive. They go, okay, I'm not worried about it.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, John. appreciate that. And I, again, yeah, I think the proactive communication is is our, is our key takeaway from, from today is is just consistently stay in front of them with the message. And a lot of it's just reassurance, right? I think that that's the other thing is just, just reassuring uh, your clients that there is a plan and that, you know, things are, while things are volatile, they're still within the guidelines of that plan that's been created. Uh, Eric, Nick, Kirsten, I'd love to open up to to you. I mean, I know you're talking to advisors constantly. You get a lot, uh, you know, a lot broader range of of conversations. Um, As you've talked to advisors, especially as we've, you know, really talked to advisors about the fixed income alternatives. Greg mentioned selling a lot of the Lincoln OptiBlend products, uh, obviously, Dave did a fabulous webinar last week. We can get you a recording of that if you didn't get a chance to, to view it, uh, all about how he's positioned, especially linking with his clients. Um, what are you guys hearing from, from advisors? Are you hearing a lot of concern? Is it a lot of just uh, you know refocusing clients onto the bucket plan? Kind of share your, your conversations the last couple of weeks.
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Well, Kaelin, thank you for giving
4: us the opportunity to talk about what we speak with our advisors on. Just yesterday, I spoke with one of my advisors, and she was sharing with me about how she's had a few clients who are concerned about the the markets and what was going on in the world. And just like Greg said, she brought them back to the bucket plan and walked them back through the process. But the one thing she said was lean into their concerns and acknowledge their concerns and then bring them back to the solution. If you have to make some adjustments, be humble enough to make adjustments, but don't skirt around the situation. Give them that feeling that, not really feeling, but keep them in the present that you're listening to them. And I thought that was really good words of advice because a lot of times when things get rocky and people get nervous, we kind of want to just push away from the situation. So instead of that, let's lean in, let's acknowledge, and let's take them through this
5: to
1: the solution again. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, <laughs> I, I do think you don't want to sugarcoat it, right? Or, or, or dance around the, the topic. You know, sometimes things just don't go according to, to, you know, expectations, especially in the short run. We know the markets don't always work the way we want them to. And, and so I think just acknowledging that, but again, you know, I think also bringing it back to what are all alternatives? Do we, do we need to make an adjustment? Sometimes the best adjustment is no adjustment. Um, and you just need to have that conversation. absolutely. Eric, Nick, uh, anything else that you guys or are, are conversations you're having that that you you know feel are are really relevant to the group?
6: Nick, you want it or you want me? Oh, yeah, I'll
7: take it. No, I, I right. think just more of the same. Um, everybody's in the same boat right now. I just talked talk to a uh, advisor out on the West Coast the other day. And they just moved, um, you know, they're not sticking to the bucket plan um, philosophy right now. They just came on board with us. And so their clients aren't in the, in the um, you know, positioned properly with the soon bucket. So you're going to see probably across, um, you know, as you get calls from from new, you know, um, new potential clients, them concerned with their, how their advisor's performing, right? If you don't have a soon bucket in place. And I think that's, it's a huge opportunity right now, Um there's a lot of clients out there, do-it-yourselfers, like Caleb mentioned. Um, even just advisors who don't have this uh, bucket plan process in place, they're down across the board. I just looked; the SPY is down, you know, 10% over the past six months. If you look at the AG, it's down 10%. Those are some tough numbers to swallow. Um, we've been preaching this whole, you know, model, this bucket plan, this perfect storm, right? Rising interest rates, um, potential losses in the equity market. And now you have inflation uh, and you know low rate rates in the bank. So what do you do with your money? Right now is like the best time to sell this story. So if you're not, you know, pitching this soon bucket protection, this bucket plan philosophy to your clients, if you don't have them positioned, now is the ideal time. It's not. This isn't a bad environment. Um, I was just at two conferences this year, one with F and G, and one with AIG. And all the index providers, so all the big managers basically said, this is going to be the year of the index annuity. The next two years, we think this is going to be the, the number one product on the market because of the story, because um, it's, it's the one that makes the most sense. So if you don't have a, a bond alternative in place right now in the soon bucket, now is the time to do it. Um, you know, clients are begging for it. We've seen number record sales over the past couple months here with us. And um, you know, I think it's it's an easy story to to talk right now.
1: Talk about it. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, no, a lot of the uh, you know the the big investment banks even recognize that's why. But they've been steadily jumping into the fixed index space and, and designing all these exotic uh, you know index options for all these different uh, insurance companies. Is, is they recognize the opportunity. Um, so I, I certainly think that, that they are correct that as, as interest rates continue to rise. Uh, which, you know, again, you can, you can look at different forecasts. I, I was reading just yesterday on a, on a white paper that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of economists now calling for, for the Treasury to hit 4% by the end of the year. So, so certainly that pain in the bond market, if that does happen, it's not over. Uh, it's not going to be as severe as it's been so far, uh, but another 33% rise is certainly going to hit, uh, you know, that side of the market. Uh, Eric, anything you'd like to share um, from, from conversations you've had with Advise? I know you work with a lot of our, our larger offices, uh, many who are represented on this call. Um, but any, any yeah. other uh, things that, that, you know, Nick or Kirsten didn't share yet?
7: Can I
3: say one yeah. more thing real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah
7: go man. ahead. The, you know, it's, it's a perfect time to, like, uh, for these products, for these index annuity products with rates rising right now, it's super ideal. I don't know if, if everyone's been following, but the rates on these products are unbelievably attractive right now compared to the past few years. And you're really not limiting yourself on the upside potential in a lot of cases. So there's, you know, just by getting in now and protecting on this downside for the next, you know, however long this this downturn lasts, when things do turn around, you really, you're really you really well positioned to take advantage of that that upside market. Like John was saying, it's not down forever. It's going to come back around, and with this product right now, you have great upside potential. Eric, sorry, I want absolutely, to add
6: that. yeah. I, I think we really have a unique uh, opportunity now. You know, the process that we utilize here has not changed, right? I mean, the uh, you know the way that we're able to work with uh, clients ask them about their areas of concern, right? Listen to their responses. Uh, You know, our job is simply to try to help people improve their outcomes, right? Uh, And as it turns out, there's a lot of opportunities to do that. I I was working with a client uh, not that long ago out in New Jersey, and uh, they were really struggling with a, a, you know, a variable annuity they had that had lost a lot of money over the the last quarter, over 5% of the value. And they were really concerned about that, right, but it was an income annuity and they, they didn't want to walk away from that benefit. Well, I mean, we were able to achieve an outcome that was not only going to give them, you know, zero loss potential, but was also going to give them a better income solution. Uh, in the future, a rising income solution that was going to help, um, you know, stave off some of that inflation. So. Just because somebody's got a solution in place doesn't mean that we can't improve on it, right? And I spend a lot of my time doing that. I encourage all my offices to share with share with me what your clients have in place, and let's see if we can't do a better job for them. Uh, let's see if there isn't a better way to approach it, and uh, you know, and get them a, a superior solution. Yeah, Eric, hey, can, hey, you, hear? can yep. you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Hey, it's Dave. Hey, hey Dave. I just jumped on. I wanted to share a couple thoughts.
6: Sure, before please do. we
5: close out here, um, I, I think the first thing is I, Hammer. You said this: it's empathy. Nobody likes losing money, right? And I think we have to acknowledge that. But the only people who are really feeling the pain are the ones who are watching the market on a regular basis. And what I try to stress with my clients is: three months, six months, are not an appropriate time frame to measure your portfolio. Look back over the last one-year period. If you took from today, even the market, you know, NASDAQ being down 4.5%, S&P being down 3%, and you look over the last year, your portfolio, if you were in the S&P 500, is even, right? If you were in the Russell 1000 with a value tilt, you're actually up money over the last year. This market downturn is very temporary. It's based on an enormous amount of uncertainty in what's going on right now. There's a war, there's global supply chain issues, there's interest rate hikes and the Fed kind of keeping the economy on a string with what decisions they make. But it's all very short term, like go back one year and your portfolio is about the same same amount as it was then, right? And so if you just closed your eyes and we went back to the old days where we used to just get a paper statement once a year, you wouldn't be really panicking, right? It's what the media is making us feel with watching this and cramming it down our throats day to day. I tell my clients, we know the market's gonna go up, we know it's gonna go down, go enjoy your life. Like go do something, don't sit there and watch CNBC, like it's gonna be incredibly volatile. Just wait till we get to midterm elections right yeah and we start getting real news and fake news and in between news coming out the market's just going to get even more volatile and so again we have a plan in place it's not a matter of if markets correct it's when they correct let's look at the long term and this is just such a good reminder of diversification. I was just speaking with one of our advisors this morning. Um, You know, it's sexy to go chase growth stocks, right? It just is. Look at what these companies have done. Netflix is promoting WeWork right now or Apple TV is and the, the, the series on Uber and these like crazy $45 billion valuations. But at the end of the day, like the value tilts in the portfolios over the last year has done really, really well. And people just need to recognize the importance of being diversified. I mean, I have two clients that since December have lost 50% of their net worth because they didn't want to diversify out of their tech stocks. Literally two clients that were between $10 to $12 million of net worth are sitting at 5 to $6 million now because they, against my advice, they just wouldn't diversify their holdings, right? And that's the importance of sharing with them. Look at we've got all these different pieces in the portfolio. We have some tech, we have some financial services, we have some growth stocks, we have some value stocks. They all move in different positions. And to John's point, like your portfolio is down 12%. um, Other portfolios might be down 8%, 9%. But I think also sharing with them, to, to hammer your point earlier, I've been having the call with a lot of my clients saying, I've only seen this once in my career. I've only been in the business for 17 years. But I've seen it one time where bonds and equities are down, you know, to to it stand almost neck and neck. And it happened right after the great financial crisis when markets went haywire. I think they're going to normalize at some point. And we just shouldn't do any knee-jerk reactions right now. And I think giving people that perspective of stop looking at this and what's happening on a weekly, monthly, daily. I mean, you look at it daily, I don't know, down 4%, up 4%. (laughs) the market's all pricing future information right look at what happened yesterday with the fed announcement a lot of people were thinking you know this kind of 50 basis point increase was already priced into the market where it would have gone really bad is if they increased at 75 basis points they came out and increased at 50 and said they weren't going to go probably much more aggressive than that on each rate increase and the market went up like three percent you know Now, they kind of woke up from what I'm reading is the hangover, and now it's down 3%. And that's what it's going to do. And it's just going to keep going up and down like this. But I, I think the most important thing is having your clients stay the course and looking at opportunities to make lemons or lemonade out of lemons. Just this morning, David Roth, my associate advisor, and I went through all of our client accounts or the majority of them that we were running big losses on we probably recognize just over $1 million of short-term capital losses for our clients just by reallocating, maybe moving them from a dimensional portfolio to a United portfolio or selling individual positions. Like this is that volatility where you can come in as a tax hero, right? Because we know the markets are going to go back up at some point. So let's start recognizing some of these gains and creating massive savings
3: opportunities. It
5: gives you something positive to talk about with your clients. So, I think there's you know, all kinds of opportunities that still exist today. Roth conversions, right on the top of the list. Again, even individual positions. We're looking at some of these you know, tech holdings that our clients had or some of these growth positions in their IRAs. And we're looking at just converting them to Roth. When we want those specific positions to rebound, I'd rather them rebound in the Roth accounts than the IRA accounts. They will rebound at some point, right? And so it's not a matter of if, it's just when. And I'd rather pay tax on 70 or 80 cents on the dollar than 100 cents on the dollar. And so these are all amazing holistic planning opportunities we could be having with our clients, um, you know, in addition to reinforcing the bucket plan. So, Absolutely.
1: so again, to okay.
5: Hammer's point, the only way you're going to bring value is if you're out there talking to your clients about this stuff Yep. and not yep. hiding from them.
1: We are, we are a little over time, Dave. Appreciate that, that was awesome. Uh, again, I think that the words of the day are, are preaching patience and, and opportunity, both for us as advisors and opportunities that Dave just mentioned for our clients. There are a lot of proactive planning things that can be done to capitalize on a volatile market. So thank you all for your participation today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week, same, same place, same time. Everyone have a wonderful rest of your, your Thursday. We look forward to seeing you next week on our, our next Coffee Break
0: interested in learning more about the topics discussed today we want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success that's right a custom roadmap built just for you schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.